All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. As a financial advisor, one of the first questions I'm regularly asked is, what should I do with my extra money? At the end of the month or at the end of the fortnight, when bills have been paid, money's been spent, there's money left over. And traditionally, the idea was to put it under a couch or in a mattress or put it in the bank, somewhere where you can't touch it, because this is money for a rainy day. The issue, however, with that, and Australians are slowly starting to realize this more and more, is that there are risks associated with cash. And that main primary risk, apart from leaving the money in the mattress and the risk of the kids or someone coming and taking it off you, the main issue is inflation. Inflation is the cost of goods rising over time. You know, $50 or $100 at a restaurant 10 years ago got you a lot more than what it does today. And as we progress in life and as time passes, inflation is reducing how much a dollar is actually worth. So people are slowly slowly starting to realize this and they're starting to understand that to beat inflation and to capitalize on growth and savings, the best way to do that is to put the money somewhere else. Now, normally the, the, the two ideas that come up when I'm asked these questions is should I pay off my mortgage or should I invest or should I put this money into superannuation? And I'm so pleased and very excited to tell you that the answer is that there is no real particular answer in that it depends. It depends on someone's personal circumstance and their goals. That's probably the best way to put it. What I mean by that is somebody that asks me this question that's 20 is probably going to get a very different answer to somebody that's 60 somebody that asks me this question with a $50,000 mortgage is probably going to get a very different answer to somebody that has a half a million dollar mortgage. So there are many different variables that, you know, each person's circumstance is very, very different, and which is why it's important to talk to a financial advisor about this. But today I'll touch on some ideas and some pros and cons, which should hopefully get you thinking and may prompt you to talk to somebody about this. So first of all, the first thing to consider is the size of your loan and how long you have left to pay it off. Because again, this also plays into the strategy because normally somebody would have more than one goal of just paying off their mortgage. There's goals for paying for children's education, holidays, renovations, buying more property, spending money on certain things. Um, so, and even potentially somebody taking time off work, whether it's um, to have a baby or to go through a career change or some study. So these are all things that may affect the strategy as to what to do with that extra money. The other thing as well is that what the opportunity cost is by choosing option A over option B or vice versa. And what I mean by that is this. So the interest rate on your mortgage at the moment, depending on when you're listening to this, could be, for example, say 3%. And if you had $100,000 that you had paid off off your mortgage, 
just to use basic figures here, 3%, that's $3,000 that you've potentially saved by having that $100,000 on your mortgage instead of having it sitting in your bank account. One theory is why would you be saving 3%, trying to save 3% of your mortgage when you could be making more money if it's somewhere else? As far as figures are concerned and assuming that somebody is making more than 3% somewhere else, and also tax and a few other things need to be taken into account, the thought process there is, hey, it just makes a lot more sense to be making, for example, 6 or 7% somewhere else instead of trying to save 3% on my mortgage. However, there are things to be taken into account because you most likely would be paying tax on that money that you're making if you were to put the money somewhere else. The other thing as well is that to remember that interest on a home loan is calculated daily. So the more you pay off early, the less interest you pay over time. However, because we are in such a low interest rate environment at the moment, depending on when you're listening to this episode, that also may alter the strategy. The other thing as well is if you do choose to pay off a mortgage early, it's really important to talk to a mortgage broker, so somebody that's licensed to give advice on credit, as to whether an offset account or a redraw facility may help. Now, the way these work is essentially it has the same effect of paying off your mortgage, um, but it's money that can be taken back out or accessed a lot easier if you need to. There can be some tax implications, paying off a mortgage and redrawing the money back out if it's a investment property, for example. So this is something that I would recommend you talk to your accountant about and your mortgage broker. But these are alternatives to just putting the money on the mortgage and just paying it off. The other thing as well is when it comes to superannuation. So superannuation is taxed generally at 15%. And most people's tax bracket is normally a lot more than 15%. Hence, sometimes contributing to superannuation can be seen as an attractive strategy. The thing to consider as well is if money is paid into superannuation, it's also growing at a certain rate, which you would hope and you would assume, and potentially it could be a lot more than 3%. Um, We've seen returns much greater than that. But saying that, we've seen years where markets haven't grown, you know, and the one variable in this whole discussion, I guess, is is markets and investment markets, because nobody really knows what's around the corner. So this is where talking to a financial advisor and having a proper strategy really helps, because it's great to assume that markets will always do X percent as a minimum over the next 10 or 20 years. But as we all know, past performance is not an indicator of future performance. And things can change instantly. And normally, massive changes aren't seen. Nobody expects these things. You know, when, there's, when there are shocks to the stock market, normally nobody saw it coming. Or if some people saw it coming, it's normally too late to change anything by the time they've realized it's actually happening. So on this note, if knowing this, that markets could be uncertain and that no one really knows what's around the corner, it's important to have a proper strategy in place to spread risk and not just assume that markets will keep growing. Because... I've seen examples where people have chosen not to pay off their mortgage and just invest. And they've literally just invested, invested. And I mean, these are people that approached me that made these decisions before they had a financial advisor. And the particular timeframe that they invested in was not a very good timeframe at all. And the investments that they chose weren't very good investments. So these people actually ended up losing some money, you know, and they made a bit here, they lost a bit there. Overall, I think they were slightly down. 
And these people would have been better off paying off their mortgage, obviously, because there would have been less headache, less risk, less stress. But saying that, there are many people that have made a lot more through superannuation and through investing than they would have saved if they had paid off their mortgage, which is why it's important to have the strategy to diversify risk and to have a plan B and to have these discussions to look at your goals, what these goals are, and to work out if it's worth investing or putting money into superannuation compared to paying off your mortgage. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. Before I get into examples, another question that some people ask me is, should I put money into a term deposit instead of paying off my mortgage? Because I could be making 2%, for example. And I say for example, because it depends when you're listening to this episode um, and which bank you're with, etc. But something that many people fail to realize is that they could be making, for example, 2% interest by having money in a term deposit, which one would argue is not risky at all, but they need to pay tax on that 2% because that 2%, that interest that's earned is taxable. And if that person had a mortgage where their interest rate was higher than 2%, so for example, 3%, and they were to pay off their mortgage and be saving 3%, they wouldn't be paying any tax on that saving, obviously, because they're not making money, they're saving money. So something to consider there as well, would you be making 2% and paying tax on that when you could be saving 3% and not paying tax at all. Again, a lot of this is subject to tax rules, etc. So this is why it's important to talk to an advisor to discuss these things, um, and even potentially your accountant if you need to. This even applies to having an investment property and paying it off faster as well. But that's a discussion for a whole new day. So let's talk about some examples. So let's talk about Tim. So Tim is 55, single, earns $90,000 a year and currently has a mortgage of $200,000, which he wants to pay off before he retires within the next 10 years. Now, his mortgage is $200,000, his interest rate is 3.16%, and the loan's got 20 years left on it. So really, he wants to pay this thing off in 10 years, so in half the time. So he's got a spare income, so he's got a surplus at the end of his budget, uh, at the end of the month. And he's worked out that he's got two options. One is to make extra mortgage payments onto his home in the next 10 years. And another is to invest that exact amount of money into superannuation via salary sacrifice. And then at retirement, taking money out and then paying off the mortgage. So assuming that the loan, the, the home loan interest rate stays the same for that 10 year period, he'd need to pay $820 a month extra to clear the mortgage by the age of 65. The other option is if he was to invest that $820 a month into superannuation and contribute it via salary sacrifice, so pre-tax, and because he earns $90,000 a year, his marginal tax rate at the moment is 34.5%, including the 2% Medicare levy. So the pre-tax equivalent of that money is $1,252 a month. This works out to be just over $15,000 a year. And after allowing for the 15% contribution tax, he would would have contributed 85% of that money or $12,770 into superannuation. So instead of putting $9,840 a year 
extra onto the mortgage, he's essentially putting $12,770 into superannuation after the 15% tax. And to work out how much he'll have in 10 years, assuming he stays within the superannuation cap, and assuming he's invested 70% growth, 30% defensive, with a gross return of 3.07% of income, 50% of it being franked, and 2.37% growth, and also a fee of 0.5% of assets has been used. These assumptions essentially work out that over 10 years, he would have an extra $154,458 in super, and his mortgage at that time would be $115,650. And after he pays the balance from his super, tax-free as is over 60, he would be $38,808 in front. Now again, this outcome could be very different if there are changes to interest rates or super returns over that period. So, and these are the two big things that I was talking about earlier, because while a strategy might sound great on paper, if interest rates go through the roof or they reduce even more, or if superannuation returns or investment returns are terrible, or not as high as initially calculated, this can really stuff up the strategy. And without proper financial advice, most people wouldn't really be aware until the last minute that something wrong has happened or that things haven't gone to plan. And normally by then it's too late. Which is why I cannot stress enough the importance of obtaining financial advice and talking to an advisor about these things. Because another example is, let's say somebody is 32 years old and his partner's about the same age. And they're both earning a decent income, which you know makes putting money into superannuation really attractive. But they're planning to have a child within the next five years. And which means they're going to be moving down from two incomes to one single income. In that situation, it may not be a very good idea to pump all this money into superannuation where the money can't be accessed unless they meet a condition of release. So again, this is why it's important to look at your goals and to talk to an advisor to look at whether it's worth moving to strategy A or strategy B or even doing a bit of both. And as a financial advisor, we talk to clients about these things. Um, We normally do projections. We discuss pros and cons, and we help people make informed decisions because in most of these situations, Most people that decide to do it themselves normally wouldn't realize they've stuffed up till it's too late. Or they'll realize, but if they had realized sooner that things weren't on track or the strategy wasn't working, then they could have made adjustments, readjusted and realigned the strategy to help them achieve their goals. Whether it's paying off their house sooner, whether it's investing. But the main message in this is to do something. And it makes me quite... I get excited when I talk to people and they have these thoughts and they tell me, listen, I've got this extra money. What's the responsible thing to do? Because most people normally from experience would spend their surplus. They would spend it whether they realize they're spending it and they think, hey, we've got this extra money, let's enjoy life. Or they would spend it without realizing because they don't have a budget and they don't have a structure in the way they, they, they manage their money. So when somebody comes to me and I talk to a client or a potential client about this and they tell me, hey, I've got this extra money every month. I really want to know what to do with it. That gets me so excited because I've talked about this before. It's really about having a balance and it's about having a strategy so that you can look back in five, 10 or 20 years or even 30 or 40 years 
and be pleased and be satisfied with your decisions and where you are financially instead of thinking, wow, imagine I could turn back time and just make these little changes. Imagine where I'd be today. So I hope today's helped. I hope this episode has given you some ideas, some things to think about. Um, It's something I've been wanting to talk about for quite a while because it's a question that I do get a lot. If you have any questions, please touch base. Um, It's been so satisfying to have people reach out to me through this podcast show. It makes me feel, it it just creates this amazingly feeling of self-fulfillment in a way when I hear people telling me that they've listened to an episode and it's helped them. So please, if if you have some good feedback, please send it through. Um, if you have any recommendations, if you have anything, any ideas on how we can do things differently to make these episodes more informative and effective, again, please let us know. Always open to feedback and we're always improving episode by episode. So again, thank you for listening. I hope that this episode has helped and that you can make more informed decisions to help your family do be and feel better. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.